Uh, speaking of Millennium Falcons. <laughs> you guys are excited, Good right? Good segue. Yes. I see what yeah, you did yeah. there. So uh, we, we usually, we just, as, as is our want on this podcast, we sometimes end by, you know, talking a little Star Wars. Uh, and since we're all Star Wars fans in this room right now, uh, maybe wanted to, wanted to run this past uh, Sally and Hamilton so you get their take on it, if you have a take. If not, I don't know. It's just an excuse for me to give my take on it and talk about Star Wars at people, which I always like. Um, uh, the biggest piece of Star Wars news recently was uh, Colin Trevorrow being uh or leaving episode nine so uh anyone listening if they don't know colin trevorrow the director of jurassic world and a couple other like small movies most recently book of henry which did really bad critically and at the box office uh was signed on to direct episode nine of the new uh trilogy and was recently let go slash the official uh, statement from like Star Wars people is that they parted ways due to creative differences, and uh, it it's kind of crazy. Like I I don't know, did anybody see that coming? I did not see that coming. A lot of people online were, like talk like months ago were like, oh, Colin Trevorrow is going to be the next Star Wars director fired because the Book of Henry did so poorly. I thought, no way, another one. Like, after the Han Solo debacle, they're not going to, like, fire another director they've already signed on. But, but they did it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think the interesting thing is, um, I heard that it was also for similar reasons to the Han Solo movie. Like, wasn't it, uh, like, creative differences over the script? It was Right. It seems more and more that it's... Com- which surprises me, because Colin Trevorrow does not strike me as a guy that's gonna like come into something with a very singular creative vision that's what that's what's weird about it because it it seems like it's become you know the typical story in hollywood right now where it's like no longer a director's medium it's more of a corporate medium the director's supposed to like tow the company line and be the guy with the boots on the ground of the production definitely for anything disney related yeah 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 yeah. star wars for sure well and that's what that's what colin trevorrow was for jurassic world i'm sure yeah you know and so it it just like surprises me that that he would be let go slash leave the project for clashing with the creative vision of like kathleen kennedy or something Mm -hmm. i don't know I'm i'm not sure quite what to make of it and like my whole thought process is like, you know, in this case, I'm, I couldn't be more thrilled that Colin Trevorrow is not doing episode nine. Like, I, I just think that for the, you know, final act of the new trilogy, you need a really strong director to close that out, especially after like Ryan Johnson with The Last Jedi, which mm-hmm. by all accounts already should be should Sounds be pretty amazing. good yeah 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 we've only heard good stuff yeah about ryan johnson and and what the film's supposed to be like so yeah yeah it's interesting because a lot of people have sort of bristled at uh even since the time that uh Trevorrow has been 
announced as the episode nine director, I think a lot of people were unhappy with that decision just because of, I think like how mediocre Jurassic World was. And so it's yeah, yeah. I like I wonder how much of it is Disney just now capitulating to uh, fans slash critics reactions, and maybe they're using um, their recent. Um, you know, firing of the Han Solo directors to kind of just like lump all of this news together in, in like one, um, yeah. you know, one kind of consolidated move. Right. And um, it's definitely better to do it now instead yeah. of like, like Mid- when production's yeah. like almost over, like yeah. with Han Solo. It's yeah. insane. But yeah. Yeah. I just, I don't, I don't know what's going on over there anymore. It's like, it's crazy. But yeah. it's just uh, the trend of how making movies is going it seems like at least for these big projects yeah there's just there's just too much either money or fan expectation or both riding on every single project and like i don't know and and, and that's the thing i don't get is that they knew that i mean the last episode of the new trilogy is going to be like the biggest thing ever and then they got this director who i mean jurassic world was a huge commercial success sure but by all accounts and purposes, was not really a creative or artistic success in any way. And right. so, like, what did they see in him to bring him on board to begin with? Right. Well, I think I think he actually was like, he's kind of a protege of sorts of Kathleen mm. Kennedy, or was mm, there was there was a personal connection there. I, I'd Oof. have to research into it a little more. So, I think it was might have been because of that. They're like, oh, we know this guy. We helped him get where he is. Kind of maybe I don't know the whole story, but. Mm-hmm. So he was kind of their guy, so they probably thought, like, all right, we can rein this guy in to close it out kind of, you know, the way it needs to be done. Mm-hmm. And then, like, maybe, I don't know, once he started, like, turning in drafts of the script, it was kind of just not what they were expecting. Yeah. I don't know. Who so who do you think uh, should direct well, episode how about, nine? How about let's do, who do you think will direct episode nine and mm-hmm. who do you think should direct episode nine okay so Perfect. i have a couple of thoughts about who will i think my my dark horse candidate is that they bring back either jj abrams or ryan johnson because yeah. both of them because i mean obviously force awakens huge hit abrams is a you know well well established in sci-fi like i don't think anyone would have a problem if he came back to do episode nine yeah mm-hmm. uh, same with johnson i think he's actually explicitly expressed interest in the past about directing both mm-hmm. eight and nine and helping them tie together so i could see that playing um well together um or playing well into their uh, you know their hiring as well so i could see either abrams or, Jan- or johnson doing it yeah definitely and it seems like like yeah that seems the most likely to me i i think i mean my initial reaction is that I don't want J.J. Abrams to do it, just mm-hmm. because, as my, I mean, I love The Force Awakens, mm-hmm. and I think it needed to be exactly what it was, and J.J. Abrams did a phenomenal job of just, like, we got to stick the landing on this one, mm-hmm. you know, bring back that just, like, classic Star Wars feel, like, mm-hmm. you know, e- equal parts, like, introducing new characters and just, like, nostalgia trip Mm -hmm. right and he just stuck the landing perfect but i think once you stick that landing i I think you have to do what by all accounts like ryan johnson is doing with the last jedi which Mm -hmm. is like all right now let's get into some like break some new ground do some really interesting storytelling Mm 
all Take that stuff. Risks, Take maybe. some risks, mm-hmm. which I don't think is J.J. Abrams' like strong suit. Yeah, and I don't necessarily want Episode Nine to be like more, you know, just like another Force Awakens, mm-hmm. like sticking the landing thing. Yeah, but he's also a great storyteller, so maybe yeah. he could he could you know close it out in a really satisfying way. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, I yeah I um. I hope it's Ryan Johnson just because, yeah, by all accounts, Last Jedi looks like it'll be amazing. And I, I'm i a big fan of his other work. Like, I love this movie, Looper. Mm-hmm. And yeah, me too. So yeah. I, I, I'd be happy, happiest to see him do it again of the two, I'd say. Yeah, yeah well, let's, now let's get into which, what's your dream director, Hamilton, for, for episode nine. Yeah, I, I've, put, I've been thinking about this for a little bit, and I'm probably going to go with Guillermo del Toro. Oh, man, I never thought of that. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, oh, he's man. amazing with special effects. Really, really loves doing, uh, you know, like real effects in camera versus CGI. It's paid off really well in a lot of his previous movies. A huge Hellboy fan, huge Hellboy 2 fan. I claim that Hellboy 2 is actually way better than Hellboy 1, which means he just gets <laughs> better over time. Oh, interesting. Um, I only saw Hellboy 2 once yeah. and like liked it but that makes me want to see it again i'll have to yeah I, I i'm a big hellboy fan as well so, yeah yeah i mean pan's labyrinth and then um huge pacific rim fanboy i know that that one's a I, little bit uh you know divisive amongst the the uh, film crowd but i, yeah. I love i've it. never seen pacific rim so i have yeah. no opinion either way but yeah, yeah I, I think that if you if you look at the good stuff in pacific rim i think that could fit really well into the Star Wars universe. So Yeah, I feel like and again I haven't seen it, but I feel like Pacific Rim and especially like however you may feel that like the the good stuff in it, that'd probably be a good like audition tape for directing a Star Wars movie, yeah. I would imagine. Yeah. But that's a perfect choice. I because I've been thinking of dire- who like directors mm-hmm. to do episode nine since the Trevorrow axing was announced. Yeah. And I didn't uh, yeah, Del Toro didn't even cross my mind. That's perfect. Wish I had thought of that first. So, who'd your, uh, who would your pick be? Well, I've thought about. I've kind of thought about based on like people who realistically could be asked to do it, mm-hmm. like Patty Jenkins, director mm-hmm. of Wonder Woman. That's been going around. Not necessarily who like I would pick, but would probably do a good job. Yeah. Also, kind of cool, just because you know this trilogy is centered around. A strong female character, Ray, mm-hmm. and you know it'd be cool to have some girl power um, with her to direct the final film and mm-hmm. have that female perspective um, for, to finish off Ray's arc. Yeah, totally. Another one, another name that's been going around that I think would be like also perfect is Matthew Vaughn, directed X Men First Class, mm-hmm. revitalized the X Men franchise, and mm-hmm. then. Also, Kingsman, mm-hmm. which I love. Yeah, and I think I think he's got the type of visual and storytelling sensibilities that would be perfect, especially for a third act in a Star Wars trilogy. Mm-hmm. Um, that all being said, my number one pick uh, would be um, Dave Filoni, who's the he's the director and co-creator of uh, uh, the Clone Wars mm. and the Star Wars Rebels. Oh, interesting. So yeah. he's been he's been involved in the you know Star Wars canon expanded universe before mm-hmm. even you know Disney took over, right. 
And he's done a lot of really interesting things with expanding the mythology. He knows mm -hmm. it backwards and forwards. Mm -hmm. uh, I think letting him have a shot at a live action Star Wars movie, especially in the trilogy, would be like perfect. Mm -hmm. But I, I, I would love to see that. And I think that's a really interesting, uh, you know, different direction you could take it. Like, I feel like we could do an entire episode on just like how interesting the. Um, the animated Clone Wars series has been in terms of what's contributed to the to the yeah, universe. Yeah, totally. But like, I I, it's really interesting to that we could potentially have someone um, who comes with like such a background in Star Wars, probably more than like any other person who's ever directed a Star Wars movie. Yeah. Yeah, like just really entrenched in in everything about it. He, I mean, he's like the expert, you know. Right. That, that being be said, yeah. That being said, I'm all in on Guillermo del Toro now. <laughs> That'd be so we'll cool yeah. visually. I would die. That'd be if there's the two things that everyone should get from this uh, podcast. It's Guillermo del Toro for episode nine yeah. and bring back the boats. Yeah. Wait. Maybe they can be combined into a single <laughs> campaign where. <laughs> you sell cookie boats outside of the pirate's ride as with with campaign material for Del Toro as the new director. Yeah. yeah. Somehow that bubbles its way up to the Disney yeah. execs. I'm just imagining a a cookie a cookie pirate ship with a like a little paper cutout of Guillermo del Toro yeah. in it, like waving. <laughs> Hellboy holding a lightsaber. Yeah. Hashtag exactly. Guillermo for episode nine. Yeah. Now I know who Sally wants to direct a Star Wars movie. The Ewoks. That's <laughs> that's literally exactly what I was gonna say. <laughs> I just want an Ewok to make an appearance. I don't care how small an appearance it is, but there better be an Ewok in the next one. You know, like I'm all in. I would love to see an Ewok in a new Star Wars movie. I know, like everybody, like. I don't know. Everybody like jokes about the Ewoks and stuff, but they're great. And they and have to sell, they sell merchandise. Right, yeah. right. Even if it was just like you see one Ewok at one point. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know. Who does? I mean, this is so. This is so much. Uh, this so much time has passed since we last saw the Ewoks. You know, it's like kind of like they made first contact with the Ewoks. You know, they the Ewoks didn't know, <laughs> and now like they probably have all this access to information and technology that yeah. they've never had before. You know, why couldn't Ewoks be piloting their own ships? So you know, being Ewok part of the resistance. <laughs> you know, just an Ewok <laughs> in like a little mini X-wing that's like made of wood. <laughs> you know, like their little. <laughs> Tell me you don't want to see that. So, I'm actually imagining. I would pay a lot of money to I'm see that. I'm imagining an Ewok sitting in the R2 seat in the back of an X-wing, but like in a space Houdini. suit, doing like the, the maintenance that an R2 unit would normally do. Oh yeah, in a in a little teddy bear space <laughs> <Yeah>. suit. <laughs> when do you like to see that? I would love that. But why does an Ewok have to be a second-class citizen like a droid? Why do why yeah, can't they Ewok? Mean, they why do. can't <laughs> Ewok be a, a a captain of the of the resistance? It's not about them both things. You don't think some of those R two droids aren't captains? No, I don't think so. <laughs> they're, <second -class laughs> they're they're like literally slaves. Um, a lot of benevolent racism in uh, Star Wars with the droids. I Apparently. Don't know. Well, I, until I have like a like a captain wicket, like I, I don't I don't want any part of Star Wars. Just kidding, but <laughs> I would really like to see that. Why stop That's it? Why stop statement. it, Captain? Why not Jedi Master Wicket? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 
Do you remember that like fan art photo I sent you that one time, Sal, like a year ago, and it was like a it was like a Sith Ewok. We need to post that in the show notes. We should, <laughs> yeah. I like just like sent it to you, and I was like, Sally, check your Facebook Messenger, and also like across the here room, I got, oh my god, I love it. <laughs> uh. Anyway. Anyway. Well, we've uh, taken all this just about as far as we can take it, I, I would say. 